This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, guys, uh, this is a really exciting time for our company. We've got, um, you know, uh, Pal World has been a huge success, and we are also a fledgling video game company, and we're going to launch with a big new IP. So I've called this meeting today to make sure that uh, you guys get a chance to voice your ideas for what that IP could be. Um, but I want you to think big, grand experiences, I want whatever, live services, nothing is out of bounds. So, uh, fellas, uh, let me hear your ideas for brand new video games. Okay. I, I, I do, I do have something I've been cooking. Uh, I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, what if there is a sort of an, an outbreak of some kind, a, um, you know, a, uh, a pandemic of sorts that, uh, it starts from like a mushroom type fungus and it infects people and it stars this like sad like dad, right? Oh, and wow, then, yeah. Uh, and he sort of adopts this like young girl who's like a surrogate uh, daughter, right? And uh-huh. she is immune, and he has to take her, smuggle her from point A to point B, basically. And point B is like a medical facility of some kind. And I, I think. Like that's just sort of like kind of what would happen in the game. We obviously fill in more stuff and yeah, like, no. there's like stealth combat and shooting and things like that. This, this sounds awesome. The oh. only thing I'd suggest is, uh, can we just add uh, like a base building, like all that, but also you build bases? Okay, yeah. I mean, it could have base building. Sure. Okay, great. Oh, um, I, okay. I think that we should do that uh, for sure. That's great. No, wait, hold on. You're not running the meeting, so I don't know why you would approve the idea. Uh, what I thought we I were just like we're just blue skying in here. We're just brainstorming. We you can are say blue skying, and I, uh, but but I feel like maybe I was remiss in, in 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 not clarifying exactly what it is we're looking for because what you've just described is the Last of Us. It's it's just the Last of oh. Us. So I, I you know, I, I, I and there are no yeah. wrong was, answers he, here. So I'll first. put it up on the board. What Matt went first. I don't see how he was the Last of Us. No, I I I, I the. I see Hold what's on. happened here. I, I, we can move past this. All right. I think we should get some other ideas. I think that's a great idea that Matt pitched. I don't think we should kill it because it's too close to something that exists. We're not gonna we're not gonna kill it. I'll okay. put it on the board, but let's let's hear let's hear more new original IP. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. What is more relatable than feeling like you're trapped? Feeling like you have no oh. escape. Isn't that all of us Ooh, okay. today in society? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, entrapped yeah. by our our governments, by the news cycle, by yeah. our jobs. Yes, and we're also being pursued 
by multicolored ghosts. And there's nothing we can do but move forward and continue to consume the dots in our path Mm -hmm. as we wind through the corridors, just trying to survive. Chomp, 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 until finally we get that power pellet that lets us turn the tables and eat back the ghosts. This is we really, have all that plus base building, and that's a game. I was gonna say, I think it's this. This is more apt for base building. Yeah. I think this is good. I think that's really good. Uh, what bothers me about your pitch uh-huh. is that in the PowerPoint you just showed, you were using images of Pac-Man. I don't mean to sound frustrated. I'm going through a divorce. Oh my god! Uh, so you know, like I'm—I don't mean to bring that to work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, we should know. tell. We can tell Matt now. Heather and I are going through a divorce. Oh god, uh, that sucks. That sucks so bad. Wait, who? You're all going through a divorce? Well, we're yeah, we're all we're all getting a divorce. Yeah, yeah. It's uh f- that sucks. That's like, I mean, that kind of would make. Joel kind of like or you know if there was a Joel type character oh yeah right maybe it's not that somebody died maybe that it's like a divorced guy maybe Pac-Man has divorced from Ms. Pac-Man yeah I, I want to just say uh-huh I I had to miss the custody hearing in order to be here like I you're really not I thought you guys were one. coming with your with your what you're really not supposed to miss that one yeah well I had to because I we could have met on any day I'm thinking like a sports game, but it's got every big sport in one. Baseball, bowling, golf, tennis, and you use a special remote controller to simulate the swing of a bat, or like you're bowling a ball, or like you're swinging a golf club. Stop. Yeah. Stop. With base building. Stop. Uh Uh-huh. Stop. 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 Stop! Stop! All right, I've stopped. Stop! Stop! You're you're pit you're pitching a system. You're pitching the Wii. I just want to tell you something. You cannot act like this in court. We beat lambs with clubs and force them to work on our bases as we discuss viral early access potential IP theft bonanza pal world this week on Get Played. Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Premier Video Game Podcast. If you are joining us for the very first time, let me tell you, we are three idiot friends who who just play some video games. (laughs) Sometimes together, yes. sometimes alone. And initially, we were only playing terrible games. But now we play every game. And this week's game may fall somewhere in between. <laughs> Again, we are idiots. We're going to say dumb shit. We yeah, are, yeah. We rarely we ever fools. make mistakes, but a lot of stuff we say is dumb. Um, this yeah. is a, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking Pal World this week, which we'll get to in a second. This is a big- Pal World! We, I, I would say we're, we're as, video, as video game podcasts go, 
we're not like the most like topical or zeitgeisty or newsy, but this is such a big thing that it kind of felt inescapable. And I think it also kind of in various ways overlaps with all of our gaming interests. So I felt like we sh- we had to cover it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we'll get into this, but, you know, I like a I like a Pokemon game. Sure. Right. Had their likes like a sort of uh, like a Fortnite sort of like exploration sort mm. of game. And Nick likes mm. bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Uh, I actually do like this, the the aspect of me. First off, is is the Breath of the Wild aspect, yes. which we'll talk about, but also just like the crafting and the building. Like, oh yeah, I love like like building shit. I can't I, wait to talk. I about do it. like the survival aspect. We'll get to that. <laughs> we should also, while we're talking about what we're going to talk about, we're here in February now, and we have our we play you play format which is, you know, we were doing it monthly. I think we're maybe going to do it bi-monthly or semi-regularly. We'll, we'll, we're not going to commit to doing it at the end of every month because um, that's a little onerous. Uh, but we are going to t- talk at length about one game for the final episode of February. I'm not sure if we set it in stone. We can talk it out here. But it felt like there were some strong leanings towards finally digging Final deep Fantasy into Baldur's Gate 3. Seven remake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk Final Fantasy 7 remake or re- rebirth when it's out, but I honestly feel like we should wait till rebirth is out and we can talk at length about yeah. that game. I think that makes sense. No, I think Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be great. Uh, I, I, I we have talked about this offline. So, um I have dipped back in to Baldur's Gate 3 and I refuse to restart despite the long history of uh, what I have done in the game, I yeah. am I am plowing forward without save scumming or whatever it is, so that we can chat Baldur's Gate three, uh, and and that'll give us different takes also because yes. we'll have very very different experiences. One hundred percent. So that'll be coming the final Monday of February. Uh, that will be our our, our BG three final 3. Monday. It's the final Monday in February, and actually going forward, February will no longer have Mondays at that point, too. That's actually a really crazy part of it. It's a weird quirk in the calendar, but I guess because it's a leap year, they were like, well, after this one, this will be a good final Monday for this February. Yeah. Um, next year we're back to 28 days, uh, and we'll I guess we'll double up on Tuesdays. I don't think they're gonna figure it out. That's well, no, I, I, the UN it's so is frustrating because I have read a bunch about this. They. It doesn't make any sense. There's going to be two Tuesdays in the future in February. It what is what is this bit? <laughs> I you know I, 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 uh, can I can I, I can I say a conspiracy theory? Please. So I believe that the calendar, the natural calendar, yeah, as probably practiced by like the the early hunter gatherers, was probably thirteen months. Instead of 12, Mm. because if you divide 365 by 13, then every month has exactly 28 days, which also means that the moon cycles would line up with the months at at the exact same time every month. So at a certain point, they just like someone made the executive decision. We're getting rid of smarch or whatever. We're like, you know, that that one 13th month is going to take a hike and we're going to shift these days around. Sort of like what they're doing again with the Monday. They're doing it. Yeah, right. That's (laughs) which means that that February is the lone holdover from the original calendar. Mm. I wonder if there's any because obviously there's all sorts of different 
you know, calendars and timekeeping systems around the globe that all kind of got standardized when we entered an era of global commerce and communication. I I bet there's some truth to that, and I bet there are some calendars that that are a little bit closer to the moon cycle. I like as as far I like as this theory. as far as conspiracy theories go, this one pretty benign. One I will of the most say. wholesome conspiracy theories. Yeah, I, so I like it. I yeah. think this one's good. I I endorse it. I like it. That's the official stance on the Get Played podcast. We believe. There are originally 13 months. There was a 13th month. Yeah. I, I wonder when 9-11 would have happened if there were 13 mm. months mm. and 28 perfect days. Right. Probably Somebody been in, in August. Discord, it would it? Depends on where that 13th been? month slots yeah, in. Yeah, that's true, huh? I'm adding it to the very yeah. end. But yeah. Kind of pushing everything <laughs> up. Right. Hmm. August has its own like like origin in Augustus, right? Am I wrong? Is that that where that's coming from, know. or is it vice versa? I, have I might no be the other idea. way. I should know more about calendars. Yeah, let's maybe this year we get into calendars. I think that's pretty good for us. Yeah. And we'll do an episode. Right, we'll figure it out. <laughs> a lot of get, but this is the thing because okay, if there's a a game like Stardew Valley, which is akin to kind of the survival base building resource management um, day night cycle game that we're going to be discussing at length. Uh, it it did different, but in but as, as the same sort of general bucket. When games have when game systems have fictional calendars, they do tend to standardize it. They do tend yes. to be like, hey, you know what? We're not going to just take the existing like sort of dumb uh, kludge system that we have that that exists because of path dependency. We're going to instead sort of make it like, yeah, these are these are these seasons have an even number of days, um, and because that just makes more sense for everybody. I think. Let's 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 adopt one of those. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of daylight savings time. That's and you know what? Thirteen months. Bet you we don't have daylight savings time anymore. I bet you it's gone. Here's my big thing. I, yeah, I agree. I don't I don't like daylight saving time. Um, keep it as keep it as standard time year round. By the way, it is one of those things where I and I do love to be pedantic in general, but I love to be pedantic about this. Is it's, it daylight, daylight it's daylight saving time. Everything There's no sucks. S. Daylight saving time. Lose the S. Give us another month. Let's get this over with. But I, I've thought, like, could you do, like, the the equivalent of a metric calendar? Like, could you have a 10-hour day of 100 minutes, a 10-day week that turns into, like, a 100-day year? Like, could, could you make the math all kind of line up where it's all on the decimals? I'm sure we could, and then uh, the U.S. will be the only people that don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> We like ours. Fuck you. It's worse. <laughs> so Baldur's Gate 3 coming in the month. That's right. We'll talk about it then. <laughs> they have a 10-day week in the Baldur's Gate universe. They keep talking about a 10-day. That's the pa- the period of, uh, that's the week-like period of time. I thought they were talking about Chance the Rapper's first mixtape. Just looking at you blankly. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Rochelle knows what I'm talking about. Who the what? <laughs> <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. 
Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Uh, let's talk about some video games we're playing now. It's what are you playing? What are you playing? Oh. It's where we talk about the things that we're playing. That's right. I, I expected he's been around lately, so I expected the Resident Evil. I kind of thought he up. would too. I thought he might show up, but I honestly don't. Like I thought I saw his car parked outside. Yeah. What? I d- what? I haven't. What kind of car does he drive? I haven't seen his car. Well, I saw like a burned out car outside. Okay. And I thought like Just that's the kind of thing he would have. Yeah. <laughs> He would have driven. Yeah. The blackened husk. <laughs> but I guess that wasn't him. Yeah, technically, like, yeah. the shape of a car, but it is just ash. Yeah. Like, um, no, and I'm, you know what, and it's, I don't think I'm, I don't think mentally I could handle it today. It'd be a lot. I'm yeah, sure today's have, more of chill vibes. It's, yeah. it's chill vibes. He'd have his own take on the calendar system, which yeah. I don't need to hear. Every day is my yeah. birthday. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, come on, dude. Every day is your birthday. <laughs> Come on, get over it. <laughs> Every day. I really hope that he doesn't listen to the show. No, and if any of this did get back to him, I would be pretty upset, actually, because I wouldn't say this to his face. Do you think he knows how to listen to a podcast? And for those of you that <laughs> don't. don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about, of course, the the Resident Evil 4 merchant. He stops by. He's a regular fixture on our show. Usually, yeah, he'll pop in usually to introduce the segment. Well, uh, he'll pop in often. And irregularly to introduce this segment. Yeah. Not, and not, not usually. To varying degrees of success, too, yes. I would say. I will say, more often than not, the segment is introduced. and that, But it's, you know, always at the expense of our time and the listener's time. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we learn a little too much about this guy. But not here today. Not We're just going to get into it. Uh, <laughs> Matt, what are you playing? I'm playing, I'm playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. And wow. um, I'm, about, mm. I'm about 10 hours in. I'm in chapter, like, 7 or something. Um, and I gotta say, I'm, I'm loving it. I, I'm loving it. I talked about it a little bit last week and, um, I was saying that I was already more interested in it because I had already finished the original Final Fantasy VII and that's still holding true. I love my guys. I love that squad. That's a good squad so far. I'm really happy with, uh, everybody. Who are you uh, partied up with at this point? Right now, I, I'm, I'm running around with Tifa and Barrett. Um, and I like that you can switch between this, this type of game is a little more my speed because turn based is never, has never really been my favorite. Yes. Um, but you know, it's sort of an action RPG. Um, it's more really just an action game. The RPG elements are not really like front and center. Although there are still like menus, like there's still, and you can just like pause, like basically it's, it's kind of real time with pause. Like you can kind of stop the action at any point. But I, I did. I do think they did an, an amazing job. I mean, that's what I like most about the game, beyond just like its kind of general like mm-hmm. a- aesthetic majesty. Um, but is is just like I thought they did a great job of hybridizing, you know, kind of old school slash MMO style combat with like a modern action mm-hmm. game, character action game. Um, and so it's very playable, but also very approachable if you're like coming from an RPG school and and don't really play these games. I was really lost in a. Lost in a good way, in a uh, in the, one of the weapon upgrade menus. There's like these like clusters with like little stones on them or whatever, and you can the um, materia. Yeah, no, not the materia. The like where you can go into. It's like a, it's a sub menu for the weapons, and you can. It's like stats oh, for your right, weapons. right, right, right. I'm trying to remember what that was. And exactly. I, I, 
I was having a blast in there. I, but you're I, you're not slotting materia into that. No, you? but you can slot materia into your weapons. But it's a that's a diff, that's a different menu. Yeah. Uh this got things got so many menus. I'm thinking maybe the Cheesecake Factory made mm, this game. Right. But anyway, folks, um, what else? What else? <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. And so far, I haven't gotten to, because I know the, the full game hasn't been spoiled for me, right? Because I know that um, I, the, the full version, of the full remake hasn't been spoiled for me. I know that some things are different and some things are, um, you know, unique to this experience. But I haven't gotten to any of that stuff yet. So, uh, and we should just reiterate for anyone who who yes. missed it that you recently finished Vanilla Final Fantasy VII for yes. the first time. So, I, I'm aware of that stuff, and there are a couple things like there's a guy, there's a complete guy in this in the remake so far that I was like, this he's not in the other one. This is like a new guy, uh, but it, it, he's like a weird sort of fancy motorcycle guy. I think he's new. I don't think he's in the original. I can't remember what yeah, his you name played is. it more recently than me. Uh, but he. I was like, I'll be seeing him again, I, I'm sure, because you, you, you fight him and then he goes away. He doesn't die. Um, but I'm playing that, and I did, I, I have, I've, I've put away Prince of Persia for now, even though I was really zipping around loving that. I got a bunch of new upgrades and stuff, and so it's made traversal a little more fun, a little more, I'm getting into some uh, deeper places. But I had to put it down for now because I'm focusing on... Uh, I would like to finish remake yeah. before um, Rebirth comes out, which I think I'm on pace to do, but I, I just needed to guarantee that I would. So I had to put down Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Uh, I finished remake when it came out, mm -hmm. and I was I was just refreshing my memory looking at this upgrade system. I remember this now. It, it's like it looks like the solar system. Yes. you've got like all these cores that you're using, and it's just like which attributes of a of a the Buster Sword or what have you you want to upgrade. Exactly. Yeah. So I was having a blast doing that because I realized I had all these. All these stats, uh, all these stat points I could spend that I hadn't spent yet. And I was like, oh, and that was making things a little easier. What like, a great feeling that is. This is great. Uh, but I also just love how it looks. It's a really beautiful looking game. Um, it's so beautiful. So gorgeous. It's so beautiful. It's nuts. Like, I really am looking forward to uh, Rebirth. But I'm also like, Cloud is like buff in a way that I'm like, could I do that? Could I become like shredded kind of like Cloud? Right. I. I love a thin buff. Yeah. Like a wire. And wiry, I feel like yeah. when, I, when I see cloud, I have the same feeling. I'm yeah. like, could I become like a cloud type body? Yeah. Could I, like the lumberjacks on TikTok? Yeah. The female lumberjacks on TikTok? Like, I'm like, is that, is that achievable? Right. His, he's really attractive in remake. I was like, if I looked like cloud, I think everybody would like that. I think everybody would like that. Puts on a dress too. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. The uh, yeah, I I definitely I I just don't have the body type where I could be that lean and wiry. Also, like a famous short king, like that's a big big, big yeah, part of. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking I might I might be able to do it. You could pull it off, uh, but I like I feel like I'd have to get up. I'd like bulk up and be like a Barrett type. Mm -hmm. I'd have to be like a little bit just sort of yeah. like just pure body mass. Uh, okay, Nick immediately starts sawing off his arm. <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> Uh, but I'm I'm loving it, and uh, I can't wait to see what else. I can't wait to see where the, because I don't I don't even know this. I don't know where the story stops. Like, because I know it's yeah, they're splitting this one game up into three games. 
So I'll be interested to see where it stops and uh, what else is maybe a little different. Um, but I'm I'm loving it. That's that's it for me. I love I love that you're loving it. Uh, Heather, what are you playing? Uh so you know I I'm playing this month's We Play You Play. Uh, and I I don't want to save this for uh for the actual episode because I'm going to experience a lot more uh after this. But it's been so long since I've played the game that I don't remember any of the characters or why they're upset at me. So <laughs> diving back in where I am is the same as starting uh, a playthrough of Disco Elysium. Mm. Like I am, I am confused about the dungeon I am or what my goal is in that dungeon. <laughs> I don't remember how any of the menus really work either. So I'm like reorienting myself while also being attacked by like, spiders and gremlins and shit um and then also i don't know why one of my party members is dead in the dungeon uh because i don't remember the dungeon because it's been i i I think the last time i played it was the summer can you generally describe Uh, the dungeon so i I, I, like do you know where you are exactly in a dungeon (laughs) no just like Like, the, the, the the environment the atmosphere like what kind of dungeon it is don't all the dungeons in this game kind of look the same? Mm. I think they're it's pretty. Bricks, I think they get pretty distinct. I mean, maybe in Act bri- One, some look similar. And rubble. No, I mean definitely in Act One. Yeah, but they're like bricks and rubble and ladders and candles. What kind of enemies and are around? You're dealing with goblins. They're all dead. Oh, they're all, all dead. all the enemies are dead. Okay, because <laughs> I whatever I did last, I killed everybody. You maybe cleaned out uh, the goblin camp. That's maybe what happened. I, if I'm, I'm just guessing, but I don't know. Goblin camp. I don't know. Well, I feel like that's not where I am. Okay. I'm underground somewhere. So maybe you're in the underdark. You can get into the underdark pretty early. There could be, are there spiders? You're dealing with spiders? There was a spider. Okay. Yeah. That's probably where you're at. You're probably underneath the blighted village. But isn't the underdark like, avatar looking it is there's there's parts of it that are more avatar-y that have more like bioluminescence but also like the the underdark is like this whole like it, it's like the the lower level of uh of tears of the kingdom the where it's depth. basically the depths yeah it's like this entire thank you matt it's like this entire like other biome and there's little chunks of mm. it that you can get into in act one um but the end of act one is where you spend like the bulk of your time there I don't know. Yeah. I have no Could idea. Could be. I don't know. Uh, Does Rochelle have a guess? But, um, I've definitely been in the Underdark. I don't know if I'm in the Underdark currently because I was like, oh, my God, this is like it's like the fucking glowy spaces in Elden Ring. I'm like, oh, oh, this is crazy. And I do remember getting absolutely murked by like a floating head in the Underdark. Uh, which is not where I am. Right. Currently, like I'm not where the floating head mm, killed everybody. Floating head, the beholder, the beholders. I was the big one eyed guy. I don't know, some kind of floating head. Okay. Just like looked at me and like it, like party wipe. I think that's like, what looked what at what my was. party and party wiped yeah. me. And there were like statues of like of like frozen people. Yeah, okay, I, yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. There's like a big <laughs> beholder you fight, giant one eyed creature, and then there's like there's there's petrified drow. Yeah, I'm not there. That's a different part. Got it. I don't know what dungeon I'm in. Got it. Anyway, so that's, <laughs> I, you know, I, I dipped back into BG3, and of course, I'm playing Fortnite, uh, which continues to be a delight. 
Um, I have from the Discord realized a couple of things. One is the Discord that we have of, of our Get Played listeners, uh, and there is a subsection of that Discord, which is at discord.gg slash get played. Um, the Fortnite subsection is I've always referred to as the battle bus, but it is not. It is the battle buds. Mm-hmm. They're the battle Cute. buds. The battle bus is what they travel, what we all travel on to start a battle royale. Right. But the battle buds are the group. So I, I just want to say, I want to g- extend my apologies for always calling it the battle bus, which is what I thought it was called, but it's battle buds. Battle buds. But anyway, yeah, playing Fortnite, uh, which is great. Uh, there are no current collaborations beyond The Weeknd, who I think signed on to be like the spokesperson of the entire season. But he his skin is not selling well. Oh, I saw boy. I saw a breakdown of The Weeknd sales skin, and it was a few weeks ago, and it was something like 2,000 sales. Uh, which for a wow. game as big as Fortnite, you'd be like, oh my God. Um, and now he is relegated to the bottom of the uh, item shop, like beneath cars and songs. Like he's way down at the bottom. Um, you never really see him in game. Did he? Uh, is this all like post the idol kind of like, you know, he's yeah. his stars fallen or did he like say something political or something? Or like what do, do we have? Is there any theorizing? I, yeah, I think. I think he's maybe his star has fallen a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure, but the kids aren't playing as the weekend. Uh, and, and neither am I. The kids wow. usually uh, love the weekend because they're not yeah. at school. Matt, that's a great point. You would think they'd be playing as him more. I'm so fucking tired, man. I'm so tired. He- Heather and I, we, our old improv group was called The Last Day of School. Mm-hmm. And we had a Facebook page back, way back in the day. And at a certain point, we I would never looked at this thing. But um, our, our buddy, Drew DeFonso Marks, who managed the page, was also on the, the team, part of the group uh, that performed at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in L.A., uh, he noted he noticed at a certain point we just started like just swelling in terms of followers and had like millions of followers at the really? time when that was like like kind of not a, a common thing. Yeah. Um, and we realized what was going on was that it was a bunch of children who were just liking the concept of the last day of school. <laughs> and so we'd have like a and- post about a show. And then some like six year old would comment, homework sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's it so also was good. funny yeah. because because like we had our cast photos up. Yeah. On on the on the which also still has millions and millions and millions of uh of likes yeah. and followers or whatever. Um th- we would have cast photos up. And the comments on the cast photos would be, who the fuck are these yeah. guys? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's excellent. So, that is so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do think he, The weekend did say something like bad. Like, yeah. In some, or some article came out about him that he was like mean or, or something like that. Uh, but I did go to Halloween Horror Nights uh, a couple of years ago. And I go every year. Uh, but a couple years ago, his he was one of the featured mazes. Like he, the concept of the weekend, yeah. the artist was uh, one of the mazes, and it was very strange. And at one point, there's like a there's like a music video where there's like a bunch of him 
So there's like a you know a mirror room or whatever, and there's a bunch of guys with like bandaged face and stuff. And that's like kind of scary or whatever. Yeah. But at, inexplicably, like at the end, there's like a big bug. Okay. There was like a big like praying mantis like bug, and it was like, it's bigger than you're thinking. It's like it was like a guy on stilts. Like it was huge. It's like twelve foot big bug, and we were just like we weren't even scared of it. We were just like, what is this? Like what is this? Why did he, why did he do that? <laughs> The the artist ones are always so like hit or miss because either they're like super into it or they have like a horror angle already. Like like they used to do it with more like metal musicians. Like Ozzy Osbourne did one before. Slash had one. Right. There's a more of a uh a logical step into horror, a Rob Zombie one. But then the weekend you're sort of like, I guess he's just kinda like a weird guy. Yes, yeah. It doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> Uh, but that's, that's Nick. My Nick, what are you playing? Did we ask you what you're playing? You did not, and I'm going to answer. What I'm playing is Baldur's Gate Three, which I'll talk about today, <laughs> and then I won't talk about it again until we do our we play you play. I'm going to continue playing this campaign though, um, because I am basically on to Act Three. I know where I am on the story. I'm I'm in the prelude to the final encounter. I won't give any spoilers there of of the second act. First thing I want to bring up, I don't think I've talked about shovel yet. I don't mean the shovel you use to dig with. Uh, I mean the NPC shovel, who you find a scroll that you can summon, that if you have a wizard in your party, uh, they can commit the scroll to memory and they can endlessly uh, summon shovel the closet. Uh, this little fiend who runs around and is the most I've uh, just thought of a of a Heather Ann Campbell character just being in a video game. Because... <laughs> Uh, she rather she is just a little misfit who runs around just like eh, fuck you like it's just <laughs> just like this profane little like 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 shithead uh who like wants you to get hurt and stuff and uh, goes into combat and says it's fisting time oh my it's God. Like, jesus christ <laughs> i hadn't seen this person or this this creature before yeah. and i just googled it and it's exactly what I picture. It's great. It, it's had, such a perfect... Like, like a little gremlin, um, <laughs> has their own dialogue and everything, and is also like useful, which is another thing I think this game does well, is when something is fun, it's also useful. It's like, a, yeah. you know, it can, can turn invisible, can um, can cast fear uh, on on enemies, so it is, is, is pretty useful and fun to just have around in the party. Uh, but I, I hope the two of you in your, your respective playthroughs, or if you, you get back into it at all, do come across Shovel. Uh, so we can talk about it a little bit uh, in in a couple weeks. Um, I am romancing Gale on my current playthrough. Wow. I have gone wow. for Gale. Uh, let me tell you this. Gale's a little bit of a tough nut to crack. Um, I thought at first like he's being very kind of like flirty and you can kind of like banter back with him. And, yeah. and when you pick like kind of the the sort of playful option, he t he tends to yes and that. And that's like that's like a fun way to interact with him. Uh, but there's a point pretty early on where he's showing you the weave, which is like the magical energy that, you know, it's essentially the force, I guess. Uh, it, it, yeah. It's an oversimplification. But it's basically that. He's like showing you this magical energy that unites everything. Um, and as he's doing this, like you have a moment where you can choose to picture something. So I picture my character like kissing Gale. <laughs> and I'm like, here we go. This is a big fat signal. Yeah. I'm, I'm using semaphore here. Yeah. And Gail's like, oh, 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 oh my goodness, a, a, a surprise, uh, to be sure. But, 
a not unpleasant one. No, I simply must get back to the library. Like yeah. he's like go, gets so like scared. Off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like like it, you go through this whole thing where it's like this really prolonged courtship period where like there's a point in you know there's a very there's a big triumphant moment in Act One where you can have romantic scenes with a number of different characters uh, depending on how you you pl- played the game up to that point. Uh, if you're going after Gale, your your choice is to um, sit by yourself and think about Gale. Like, it's like <laughs> he's not even engaging with you. It's really one of those things where I'm like, I've developed a lot of empathy for anyone who's uh, ever tried to date me because it's like, <laughs> okay, hey, here's yeah. a, I'm interested in you. Oh, cool, I'm gonna go lock the door to my dorm room. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go play Resident Evil yeah, One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it's uh, it's so all that said. I eventually reached the point where I went to the next stage in our romance, and I, I, I really do like that. I, I did like how it progressed. I found it like very satisfying, and I think his character is really uh, interestingly written. They're all interestingly written, but like contrasting that versus Lazel, who at the same time is like coming to me in the middle of the night and is like, "I'm here to claim you." I'm like, man, <laughs> they are really at completely opposite ends of the spectrum here. Um, one small thing I missed on my first playthrough that is in Act Two. Uh, which I really liked. I was like, oh man, I'm really glad I'm just playing this again in kind of a similar sort of way because I just somehow just didn't come across this. They're just overwhelmed by all the content uh, that I didn't notice this thing. Uh, There is a drow uh, in the Moonrise Tower Mm -hmm. who is specifically wants to be bitten by a Starion and is like... So you you encountered this. I did, yes, yes. And so, I had to go back and bring him with me. Well, yeah. this is the thing. Yeah. And I like this about the game versus like something like, you know, in Bioshock, you have the choice where you can just pull one example. You can harvest the little sisters or you can free the little sisters. Um, but ultimately, like the advantage you get from one choice or the other or the other is kind of like the same. It's like it's 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 essentially neutral by the end game. So it's like you're not you don't actually have a moral dilemma there. It's just however you want to play it. Um, here, there in this game, there are actual kind of moral dilemmas or things where like you can get a clear benefit to gameplay, but what you're losing is you're either upsetting a character or you are like, for instance, there's another thing you can do where you can disfigure the player character, but get more advantage in combat. So like, it's just like, am I trading off the aesthetics of looking uglier, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term? Uh, for just being more powerful, and this is another one like that where Astarian like does not want to be, uh, does not want to bite this weirdo, does does not want to feel like fetishized as a vampire, does not want to be like like I know that I this just feels creepy to me. Don't make me do this. Um, but if you do bite her, she's going to she's going to give you a strength potion that will mm. permanently boost your stats. So that can be a significant advantage for one of your martial characters. So it is like a real trade up. I chose not to do it. Um, but I think there's a there's a scenario where I was like maybe struggling with this game more or was like playing on honor mode or something and and w- like I might do that and that, like I don't know I just find that kind of interesting um, that there actually are si- situations like this yeah. where there there's a clear advantage to choosing the worse option you know yeah well it's like I so I'm now I'm remembering because when I encountered this character Asterian was not in my party so I was like oh I'll bring him over here. So we can you yeah. know, pr- progress this uh, this conversation, and I went back, and he was very clearly like, "I don't want to do this." And I was like, "Okay, we're not we're not doing yeah, this. Yeah, 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 exactly. Not, I brought you over here just to see you're what the my guy. Was. I'm you're, not gonna upset you. You're, you're this horny like, drow. <laughs> you, you can bite me at night. That's, yeah. I'll let you bite me at night. That's fine. <laughs> you don't have to do. You don't have to bite anybody. You don't want to bite, buddy. So no, no, thank you. Uh, but what a I got man, I miss I miss my guys actually. I gotta get back in there. It's really cool because it's such a small, like could just be a throwaway interaction, but they make a they make a meal out of it as they yeah. do everything in the game. Um oh, okay. I I do want to get through a few 
Maybe I'll save these, actually, because I have okay. some frustrations with the UX, but that actually feels like something we can all dig into in the We Play You Play. Yeah. I'll save these thoughts for later. I did also, at one point, romance Gail on accident yeah. and, like, had the full, like, like, we fucked. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody, well, not everybody, Shadowheart was really sad because uh, we were also sort of, like, on our way to yeah. romance, and I did save Scum and, like, regretted it, and I felt so bad. Uh, I was like, Gail will never know, but I'll wow. always know. Um, I, yeah. so in my playthrough, I hooked up with Lazelle yeah. cause she just is like, like, let's go. I was yeah. like, all right, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, um, Gail gets upset about that. Mm -hmm. And again, he's just there. He's like, so like mopey and like, yeah. so unattractively like self pitying where he's like, well, I suppose I could have been more forward and, but I can only be myself. I'm like, dude, yeah. come you on. You fucking Fraser yeah. ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You bitch. Uh, but he's also I, uh... like, he told me he loved me like right away Ugh. yeah yuck i know i was like yeah. okay I, a lot of red flags with yeah. gail yeah we i had some interaction with gail where he was like do you want to try magic or whatever uh and i was like okay sure you know because that's i'm playing just the most obnoxious straightforward selfish narcissistic thief yeah uh and um so we do it, you know, some magic scene and it gets kind of like sexy adjacent. And afterwards he's like, oh, I did you feel that? And I immediately selected. Yeah, it was gross. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then from that point forward, I was like, I don't like or trust this guy. And he told me his whole deal which I don't want to spoil yet because we're not there. In, in I mean, we maybe you have to save something for the actual episode. Uh, and I, he was like, so would you do that favor for me? I was like, absolutely not. So at this point in my playthrough, he is, I think, starving to death. Oh, my God. Uh, which um, is going to leave me with only my party as my as my characters who are in my camp. <laughs> <laughs> Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.
Uh, let's get into PAL World. So, PAL World, developed and published by Japan-based Japan based Pocket Pair. A little bit of a tongue twister. Uh, <laughs> it's an early access on Steam and on Game Preview on Game Pass. They are slightly different builds, so there's a little bit of different content. We all played on Steam, um, depending on, on if you're playing the Game Pass version or actually buying it on Steam. It is an open-world survival game where you capture pals that are just Pokemon, but essentially, but you know, they're, they're, pa- they're pals is what they're called in this game. Um, and then you have them fight alongside you and or help build and support your base. And it is an instant, enormous hit. The biggest hit of the year so far. As of today, Pocket Pair, the developer, posted as of today, this recording. Uh, it's been less than two weeks since Power World was released. Thank you. Steam, 12 million copies. Xbox, 7 million players. <laughs> It reached the so come so it'll be over twenty million uh twenty million players by the time this episode comes out. It reached the second highest number of concurrent Steam users ever. So number two, uh, in terms of number of Steam players at, at one given time. Does anyone want to guess what number one is? Yeah, I know what it is. You know what it is. It's got to be PUBG. It absolutely is PUBG. Wow. Heather, you're correct. Number Fuck one yeah. with a bullet. Um, and PUBG peaked at 3 million players, over 3 million players on January 13th of 2018. Um, but Pal World is, I mean, Pal World is significantly behind it at 2 million, but still a lot. The, the, the rest of the top 10, I just thought this was interesting. Uh, CSGO, uh, Counter-Strike Go, Lost Ark, Dota 2, Cyberpunk 2077. Wow. At the peak of like its, its, you know, Mm -hmm. launch basically, uh, even though everyone was mad at it. Elden Ring, New World, forgot about New World. Remember New World? No. It was an MMO that was, I think, was maybe free on Amazon Prime or something. Oh, some, they were yeah. really pushing it for a time. And I think it, it was a kind of a flash of the band thing. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy. And then finally, Baldur's Gate 3. Pretty impressive for a single player uh, game that can be played offline. Wow. Do you want to do you want to guess? Because Fortnite is not a uh, a game that's on Steam. Right. So these statistics aren't available on Steam because it's you know a separate play service. Do you want to guess at the peak number of players in a single day that Fortnite had? Um, PUBG's at three point two million. I'll, I'll go. I'll say six million. I'll say Matt. Matt, you got to guess. I'm gonna go nine million. Okay, in June 2021, according to ActivePlayer.io. Fortnite peaked with 31, con- 31 million concurrent players. Jesus. Fuck. That's staggering. And it's a total player count. Like the total number of people who have played uh, Fortnite over time is something like 240 million people. It's really just, I guess, on a completely different level from everything else. Um Yeah. I don't know if Pal World is going to get there when it's released retail, but it certainly feels like one of the stronger candidates we've had so far to just sort of like kind of take that sort that level of prominence. Um, but then again, maybe it won't have the staying power. Maybe it'll be a little bit more of a of a of a right now sort of thing. I want to look up concurrent Minecraft players. Yeah, Minecraft's okay, its own. I mean, Minecraft's probably the the, the actual champion. Uh, the okay. So speaking of Minecraft. This game borrows heavily from Minecraft in terms of and other, and you know, also like building survival games just in terms of resource gathering, uh, building a workbench, using that to build tools, using that to build other structures, you, you know, refining ores, 
uh, upgrading what you have. One of the things you can craft is the Pal Sphere, which is essentially their Pokeball and functions exactly like a Pokeball. Yes. It's like one-to-one. And that's, that's a big thing about this game, which it borrows heavily from Pokemon. Not just that the Pal... Uh, the the their what they call Pokemon the PAL characters are designed very similarly and have very similar abilities to Pokemon, but also just like the way that PAL spheres work and the way that that they're trapped in a sphere. The way you know, like it's like all the elements that surround it are also yeah. commonalities with Pokemon. The PAL box where they can right, be right, stored, right. Yes, the PAL yeah. decks that like logs them, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's all just like like pretty straightforwardly uh, uh, just borrowed. And also, I think just as much borrows from Breath of the Wild in terms of the gameplay, uh, the towers, which are a big thing of it, mm-hmm. like, you know, just like that as landmarks in the and on the horizon, something you can run to and use to unlock fast travel. Uh, the font is very Breath of the Wild. The map looks very Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And then also the music, it's got like this sort of like tinkling uh, jaunty piano that kicks in in combat encounters. So like this is just like bre- straight up from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I will say that the music of Pal World. Uh, by the way, we we keep calling it a Pokemon like, and that's not the first time that has happened in history. Like sure, Digimon yeah, is just Pokemon, and it's like literally. I mean, like even similar names, like naming convention. But um, the thing about Pal World that illuminated something about Pokemon for me was the music in Pal World is not great. And the music in Pokemon is so fucking good that like hearing it is rousing, you know, like totally even the news. What you totally agree is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So I will say that of the things they've copped from other games, I do wish that the as long as you're ripping stuff off. And and again, maybe I don't even know if we're talking about ripping off. Like if you make lies of P. And people are like, this is a Souls-like. That's fine. But if you make a Pokemon-like, people are like, mm, I don't know about this. Well, This makes me grumpy. Right. I, I think it's, it's, it's the interesting thing because inspiration is such a huge part of creating any sort of, you know, artwork, anything creative. As you're drawing inspiration from something else, uh, the, the, one of the first things that successful artists get to ask are, who are your influences? Mm-hmm. But I think there's kind of an unspoken thing, or maybe it is spoken, of just like, you can't be too, you're not supposed to be too obvious about it. You're supposed to be like, if you're making the souls like, uh, you shouldn't call what you're gathering souls and have campfires that are your rest. You know what I mean? It's like, like all these things should change up a little bit so that like you can see that the 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 bones are there but the specifics aren't what's borrowed but here there basically are just just pokemon who look or i'm sorry pals who look exactly like pokemon who are who are just very directly like this is this and i think that's what makes it feel like uh what's the what was the super mario brothers ripoff that was a lot super giada sisters like that's Crash what makes Bandicoot. it kind of feel like that <laughs> <laughs> But but I don't know. But it's also to you. But I I don't know if I mind it. I, it's so weird. I, I said to you as we were playing together last night. That was I something still, we did. We I did st- get together in the same server and played yeah. together. And that was, that was fun. Pretty fun. Um, but I and I do kind of feel this way of like. This game rips like it's very fun. It's really well designed. It's super engaging and also, it feels like the developers should be in prison. <laughs> like it feels like a crime. 
but also yeah. maybe it's just maybe it's okay. I don't know. I I'm interested. I mean, it's kind of tough because obviously there's been a lot of discourse about it online, and like there's a lot of talk about one of the developers in particular. I think mentioned like AI as like a positive thing, and so people kind of glommed onto that and were like. This game was made with AI, which there's no evidence right. to suggest that that's true. Um, th- that, that sort of took over the discourse. People were like, the game's bad, it's AI. And then the other part of that was, we don't know that that's true or not. There's no, yeah. they, they didn't say that. Uh, so, but it's also like, even Pokemon weren't like original. Like, yes, like that. The way that they, uh, you know, exist in the world of it all is like unique. But like a lot of early Pokemon designs share similarities with, I guess, uh, like Dragon Quest monsters. Like, uh, like it's like everything is inspired. Everything comes from something. You're sure, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know what my larger point is. But it's it's just interesting that this is the thing that like, and it did get it came across Nintendo's desk or Pokemon Company's desk. They're uh, they really they had to release a statement because so many people were being like, are you going to do something about this? And their response is, yes, but probably not. Like, it doesn't seem like it's, like, that big of a fish to fry to them. Well, okay, we t- so we talked about yeah. this while we were playing. I think, Heather, you might have brought this up, that what Nintendo should do is buy this company. Yes. And be like, what the Pokemon company should do is buy, uh, you know, this developer, buy out Pocket Pair, and be like, we're going to have you develop or use what this this is as a prototype for the next sort of Pokemon game. Nintendo's not going to do that because they're not that kind of company. No. But that's the kind of thing where it's just like, I think a big part of why this game is so successful right now is that people who play Pokemon, Matt, you can probably speak, you can definitely speak to this most specifically, have kind of been starved for like a good new Pokemon game for so long. And this is something that's actually trying something different and is actually exploring the IP in a way that, you know, it's it's kind of in its own rut over under the Pokemon uh, company's stewardship. And I and I there is a there is a hunger for for exactly that like yeah. for something for to take it into the next level to um I and I thought we were getting it I thought that Pokemon Legends Arceus was going to be the thing that like we would be seeing going forward and it almost could be but it's they kind of took a step backwards with Scarlet Violet and went a little sort it was more open world sure but it's like it's bad it was like a bad version of it this. I'm like, uh, I I like I like the idea of this. It was very playable, like right away. Is your iPad lock screen Final Fantasy VII art? Yeah, I love that. Your FF seven pill. I'm I FF seven pill. I'm getting all these notifications too. Uh, I'm just blowing up. Everybody's trying to get a hold of me. Uh, but I'm saying, I I I don't love a survival game. I don't love like a a crafting building thing. I like if it's if it's part of it, sure. If it's like part of the game, yes. But and, you know, maybe if I spent more time in Pal World, I would get to see that there's more to it than that. But the, the start of it, there's one we talked about this yesterday when we were playing. Not great onboarding for for playing the game. No, it's pretty. It's it. There's a there's a very. I mean, again, it's an early access, yeah. so yeah. I'm sure some of these this yeah. polish is coming. But yeah, it's 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 a. If you if you're not familiar with how these games work, it's yeah. a little bit of. A trial and error to figure it out and it has a tutorial that that with a bunch of bullet points but it, it's not very elegant no but i also i will to speak on that for a second yeah. too because uh heather had to go when we were playing and then nick and i were playing for a little while and i was like really focused on gathering materials and i, I was just like 
getting materials and putting them in a storage box, kind of running back and forth doing that for a little while because I wanted to just build a lot of stuff at once. And then Nick kind of goes away for a little while and comes back and he's like wearing clothes and has weapons. I was like, what did did you do in the same? We had the same amount of time. (laughs) He fucking put, he built a house and had clothes. I was like, what are you doing? This is crazy. But it was, but it was, I could see, I understand the appeal of these types of games. I've never really played Minecraft. I've never played uh, Roblox because I'm not six. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 I understand the appeal because like it was like it was very calm. It was very meditative. It was I was having I liked the sounds of making things that like there's always like a good. It, it does have does have good sound effects. for uh, that, Yeah. But like running around and seeing the pals, I was like, well, I've seen this already kind of. But I, I also I also kind of don't care that they look similar. That's not enough to me. Like some of them look pretty similar and like is like pretty like oh I don't know if they should have done that, but it's not. It's also not this like edgy sort of like because they everyone's advertising it as Pokemon with guns and there are guns in the game, but like which is jarring. I, but I also like don't I don't know I don't care. Yeah, I I I want to talk a little bit about sort of, so Minecraft and. Lego Fortnite yes. are the same. They're the same fucking game, right? It's the same. You go up and punch a tree until you have enough wood and then you build a bench and then you can make a pickaxe and then you can chop the tree and get the wood faster, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what Pal World does too. And that's like a whole genre of game. Yes. And I have uh, been thinking about the popularity of these games and the uh, divorced structure of capitalism between labor and achievement. And I think the reason these games are popular is because people are doing things in the real world and seeing a full separation between that, the thing they're doing, and the goal that what they are doing is supposed to achieve. And I think that also like, DIY people on TikTok are are becoming sort of fetishized. Uh, Off grid living for millennials and uh, like building farmsteads, like all of this is a a response to this alienation people feel when they do their job and then nothing happens. Like you do a spreadsheet and you don't achieve the vehicle, right? Does that make sense? No, it does. It's, and, a, it's a great observation, and I think you're right. I mean, it's just like your your work is intangible. I mean, I, I'm this is right. this is not exactly what you're saying, but I'm thinking of when I worked in game development. There was one of one of the programmers I worked with was an older person, um, and he'd worked in, uh, he'd worked in like just worked for a bank, just developing bank software for like 20 years before he was like got into game development because he'd always loved video games, and he was like. A big part of why I like this is because there's an end point. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm making something, even if I'm not even making something I like. I'm still like I'm like I'm I'm finishing something. I come out at the end of this with something that I've worked on. Uh, in the same way that yeah, in one of these games, it's like you're you know there are a lot of jobs that that feel so intangible and ins- insubstantial. But in one of these games, you are ten you are building things, you are constructing yeah. things. Yeah. There is there are clear results for your labor. I, I think that's a great point. Yeah, you got like the the reason you would go home and relax by doing work on a video game is because you've spent all day hyper normalizing the fact that you aren't really working. Right. You're like organizing as part of a huge 
you know, it, invisible conceptual conveyor belt towards product or even not even towards product, towards financial management of product, like financial management of somebody else's capital. So of course you'd come home and be like, holy shit, I can punch this tree, get wood and make a bench. And I don't have the physical space capable of, uh, I, I also think that that's why, and I, I, I won't speak about this because I, I don't like talking about other people that I work with, but I think that's why my boss, Dan Harmon, who's been on the show before, yes. has graduated from Minecraft to physical woodworking because it was like, there's, there, there's like a, a stage of, of experience that, that we're all lacking. And so we're like driven towards these games. Now, I fucking hate Minecraft Lego Fortnite and uh, <laughs> Pal World, because what I'm missing uh, is not is not the physical process of building something. When I want to like scratch that itch, I'll like build actual Legos or I'll like build actual model kits. What I'm missing is the the sort of like explosive, joyful competition between people that you like and people that you admire. And uh, and being able to lose to them or win to them or win over them. And I don't get any of that in in any experience in the real world. So I'm constantly refreshing battle royale experiences because I'm like, this is what this is. I want I want to run a race and and have that physical experience of a race being run against people. And maybe they win. And at the end, you high five them or maybe you win. And at the end, they high five you and. And none of that is is happening in in the modern world. It's I, I don't again, I've been thinking about this a lot since we started <laughs> playing Pal World because I was like, why do people like this? Yeah, because I can't I, I the last fucking thing I want to do at the end of the day is go back to work on something. Um, but also, I physically just want to be a writer and all I have to do to achieve that is to type and then the script is there. It's like a one-to-one experience. Mm-hmm. Like, and beyond that, like the process and the production end of, of writing for television is less important to me. Because I don't, my goal is not to make TV shows. It's to be the writer. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that, that, that valley that I'm trying to fill up, that chasm. No, I get that. So, I, I think that is yeah. a, I think you're, you are, Kind of in the uh, 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 to your to your earlier point in a semi unique position where you have a job that you find satisfying, like like yeah. both creatively and you know professionally. I love my job exactly. Yeah, and there are a lot of people who are. Yeah, I've, I've been reading this book, um, coincidentally by uh, David Graeber who passed away. Um, it's this great book called Bullshit Jobs. <gasps> I think is well known, but it's all just about David, what's that? David Graeber. David Graeber also wrote. Um, Oh God! The what is it called? The beginning of everything. What the fuck is he has that book a bunch called? of books. He has so a book about good. debt. I I can't remember what it's called. But but yeah, the yeah. the one he's the one he the bullshit jobs uh, is like all about the kind of you know management oriented or you know uh, purely uh, a, a superficial uh, jobs that exist that a lot of people occupy. Like I'm just here to fill a chair because society has decided that I cannot be idle. And so I just have I'm given a task, even this if this task is to no end. So from that standpoint, it's it's I, I I do get the appeal of a game like this. 
But also, I will just say, speaking personally, I really enjoy Power World. I think it's great, and I love this type of game. I love building in games. I've always loved building stuff. Uh, you know, I loved I loved playing with toys and building stuff as a kid. Uh, I loved any sort of video game, like any sort of simulation game or strategy game where you can build things. I, I still like those kind of games. I like base building as a mechanic. Uh, I like when there's an RPG and part of it is here's a town I'm building. I always love that shit. Uh, I always love those sub games. And I think this I think it's 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 again, it's all stuff that exists in other games, just sort of like it, its own spin on it. But I think it's all well, well integrated here. So I absolutely get the appeal of this. And I'm going to have to uninstall this game because I, I just <laughs> I'm going to play it too much. And I've got other uh, things to do, like play Baldur's Gate three. Uh, but it's like it, it. this is this is absolutely a thing that, I, that get that got its hooks in me very like immediately. And I totally see the appeal and I get why people like this game. Um, can we can we ch- I, I, I want to go back to the character designs real quick. Um, Rochelle, I have this link. This is an IGN thing. Uh, this is a Power World versus Pokemon comparison. Just how similar are the designs? This is a little thing they compiled. We're going to look at uh, in the room here. But this is just we'll see some of the side by sides of some of these characters. And for a lot of these, as you're playing the game, you don't even need the side by side. You'll just see them. Uh, we're kind of going through these here. Uh, you know, we can just kind of click through the slideshow. Uh, I don't know which Pokemon that is, but this, the Pikachu, the, there we go. The Pikachu and this pal, the, the electricity pal, the electricity rat. It's, it's, you know, that that's even not even one of the more obvious ones. Um, yeah, the, the, the Charmander and the, is it fire? Is it the, Foxfire? What's this guy? Volpix. Volpix. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you, we see where the Charmander and the Volpix and then what, whatever the pal equivalent of is, which is kind of like a hybrid of the two of them. Yeah. Um, and, and is also a fire type. Uh, this one is like very, this is just yeah, a, whatever their penguin is. Tough. Also, I think they're, they also, this is another thing. They have like, they they have a duck like uh, pal that is called like, like Fwak. It looks like, fuck. it looks like fuck. So. It's just F U A C K. Yeah, and I just kind of can't believe they just put that in the game. The 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 penguin is Pengullet. Pengullet, yeah. And that kind of reminds me of magician Pen Gillette. That's another issue. Doesn't doesn't the penguin look like though? Doesn't the penguin look like a Bomberman type character? I feel like there are other games like Bubble Bobble. Sure. That have very similar designs to this penguin. And though like it does, you can put it side by side with the Pokemon and be like, look, they're kind of the same. But that that penguin looks a lot more like like a, like an older, like an 80s or 90s video game character design. I than think it right. does and specifically. Yeah. And also, how many ways can you make a, a cartoon penguin? This is like, what I was going to say. Yeah, I think it's like it's. It looks like a penguin because it is. Yeah, but but there are ones yeah. that are that to me are more similar. Like so, like look at the look at the the Snorlax alike, which is like a sleeping cow, and you see it has the exact same in uh, expression. And then yeah. also the only difference is that on the Snorlax the teeth are upturned, and on the Pal Cow, a sleepy cow, they're down the, the yeah. teeth are downturned. Like that one is seems pretty blatant. Again, I don't even think this is like necessarily. The worst thing in the world, maybe it helps it that you can completely understand as shorthand who it's supposed to be mm-hmm. from a gameplay standpoint. But I, I, I don't know. It is there at least. It's, I, it's, it's. I think worth commenting yeah. on this. This, the meowth too is like kind of similar. Yeah, the meowth is like it's pretty, pretty close. I guess I'm sort of like 
being mad about this is boring to me. Like, like I, yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah, right. Like the concern and like on paper why that's bad. Like if it's like if they're stealing it, but if I think if they were stealing it and it was an issue, we wouldn't even. We wouldn't have. We never would have seen it. I think, or it would be gone by now. Like if it if if it was like a big problem. Nintendo is so litigious. They yeah. routinely take down fan projects that are being made for no money. Yeah. So a game that is being sold digitally for thirty dollars, thirty dollars, they would like. Go, they would totally send the clamps <laughs> down on them. Um, yeah. Maybe they will eventually, but I don't know. I this this is a little thing from GamesIndustry.biz. Um, this is a little. Uh, they they got a, they collected some quotes from lawyers just about this. Um, I'll read this real quick. Unfortunately, the line between influence and infringement is not as clear as gamers or developers might like. Absent a direct theft of assets, characters, textures, or similar, we're left asking whether the designs themselves are substantially similar in those areas which can be protected. So not vague shapes, colors, or even proportions, but specifics, which as you can imagine is largely going to be in the eye of the beholder. It's a gray area, but not one that really advantages the rights holder especially if they don't want to run the risk of seeming like the bad guy or setting a bad precedent. So, like, maybe this isn't actionable, but there's also an element of when we're talking about rights and and we're talking about IP, so often everything is set up to advantage large media companies over upstarts. Yes. And... Again, it's the kind of thing of like, like I don't know. It, it's I, I tend to be a little bit have a little bit more of a let's say open mind because that's that's the wrong use of it. But I just I, I tend to have more of like a a give a give more leeway for something like this just because I think it just it, it, you don't want you don't want things to be too restrictive in terms of what someone can create. Yeah, like there will be there will be other games that come out that will have similar mechanics to Pokemon and similar designs. It's just gonna. Like there's, I don't know. It's like a type of game. Yeah, it's like you see, it's it's when you see like a a pop star singing, a, sue another pop star for having the same chord progression mm-hmm. in a song, and it's just like, mm, at what level are we kind of like just limiting what people can do? You know, yeah. I don't know. It's I don't fucking know. If it was like, if it was like, if there was like almost a one to one Pikachu, and that Pikachu was saying like fuck and like had a gun and stuff. Nintendo would be mad. <laughs> they would be mad, and I would want. I would think that that's more interesting to me too. I'd rather have seen that, like, I, I, like a conquer Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like, I liked. I liked my experience. I liked running around. I did eventually like building stuff. When I when I saw that you were putting up the house, I was like, I'll put up a. I'll put this this wall with the door here. And I oh think yeah, that's a good spot. And then no, we were collabing. That was fun. Yeah, that was really fun. We we couldn't really figure out how to put the roof on. So yeah, there. Well, I, I put the flat roof on. I couldn't yeah. figure out how to. So some of the some of it's a little quirky. I couldn't figure out how to put the slant roof on it. Um, but the but while we're talking about playing this game and playing it together, so Heather, with the starts off, uh, Matt and I are kind of like near the the starting area, and I'd played some on my own. Um, but uh, we're all playing together. We're all starting from scratch. I would yeah. I, I would like to. I'd like to clarify that I put in a significant amount of time. On my own server or on my own island, yeah. like built a bunch of fucking shit. Yeah. Employed slash enslaved the pals <laughs> and put them to work. I right. wanna, uh, after like Nick says this, I want to circle back to the thing that you just said. Yes. That's, yeah. that's an interesting yeah. point as well. Uh, so, so like I, I, the, when I played with Matt and Nick, I was like, well, I have different goals right now because I've I've played the game as it's meant to be played, clearly f- filling out the chart of 
to-dos on the corner, like upgrading my base to level seven, capturing 30 pals, like all that shit. Like I did, because I'm like, okay, I want to be able to talk knowledgeably about the game. So but when we joined our own server, I played as uh, Nick is about to describe. Yeah, so it's, and, and I played some on my own too, but we're all starting from scratch together in the beginner area. Uh, Matt and I are scouting out. This is a server with a bunch of other yeah. players. So Matt and I, so you know some of the the prime real estate is claimed for bases. So Matt and I are scouting out, like trying to find a place to set up a camp. Um, Heather says, "I'm going for that tower," and just makes a beeline sprinting. Yeah, <laughs> for, for, I think crafts a crafts a stick you can use to hit things a with. Club. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I have a club. I'm going to the tower and just sprints for the furthest landmark on the horizon. And so Matt and I are just like, like, okay, I found some. Uh, there's there's some there's some trees over here. We might want to set up. You know, set things up over here. You know, we're just kind of like talking logistics. And Heather's like, "I'm fighting a boss." <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I entered, I entered uh, a tower, which is a gym, like it's just a poke gym. Like there's a, a an introduction of a, a a woman and her and her Pokemon, who is the Pikachu Raichu style Totoro fucking electric mouse thing. Uh and you're in a uh like an Elden Ring style arena with like you know places to hide and and this fucking Pokemon is running at you and she's riding on its back, which I appreciate. Uh, and it was blasting me with electricity and I was a level one naked lady with a club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and realized that it had 30,000 HP and I had, a, when I had hit it and then run, uh, I had done 30 points of damage to it. So I had a 10 minute time limit and there was absolutely no way I was going to be able to conquer this boss. Um, but I played until I died, which I didn't know was a thing that you could do in Pal World, is that it finally hit me once and immediately executed me. And it was like, give up? And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll press X to give up. And my character just goes, ugh, and like <laughs> lays down prone on the ground. And I was like, oh, no. Is that, and then you can respawn and, and start over again. But yeah, I get to see a boss fight and what that looks like. Um, and I assume, because again, you, you can carry pals, multiple pals with you, and then you would deploy them against a boss like this in order to help do damage alongside you. And I think it was four other people were allowed to be in that raid style boss encounter. Um, uh, since I won't be playing this game again, I'll never know what happens after you beat that boss. <laughs> the um, the combat and and you know I I didn't fully explore using pals in combat, but I did unlock some things like there's a I can't remember the name of it, but there there's a there's some specific items you can craft, some specific accessories that interact with specific pals. So for instance, there's one that basically it's like Pokemon style. You throw a pal ball. Uh, pal sphere and then you can yeah you can have that companion fighting on your behalf and then you can recall them when they get low on health or it's fighting the wrong type and swap them out for someone else but there's an item you can get where one of them um is just sort of like who's kind of like a uh a, you know a dark unicorn uh who follows you around will will just like be out at all times so you can have them just like kind of like floating around like a familiar and then toss out another uh pal at the same time and so like that that adds to like your you know your move set 
Um, there's also another one you can you can like craft a harness so you can ride the boar like one around like a mount. So like there's some like cool shit in here that just lets you explore the game in different ways. And I don't know how much of these things are in modern Pokemon games, but it yeah. certainly felt like it's like oh okay these are these are adding layers to this uh, to, uh, to this relatively simple combat. There's no crafting in Pokemon. There's no like you can have one like walking around with you like. That's sort of like a new feature or like there's because there's now there's Pokemon in the overworld. So you can throw a Pokemon out and like sort of just have it battle while you're walking around and stuff like that's kind of fun. But um, that's kind of it. You can't you can ride one that's like but it's like the it's like your key item Pokemon. So it's not really in your party. Right. Um, but Heather mentioned earlier that like you can put some of these you can put your pals to like work. Yes, yes, yes. Right. And I've seen a lot of people obviously talking about like, oh, well, actually. Uh, the world of Pokemon, it's basically the same. It's basically, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're like their master and like you're putting them to work and you're, you're making them fight and like that's, that's bad too. It's just, it's I, just a game. I think it's, yeah. there's something it's really real. dis- disturbing about punching a pal. Yeah, you can right. punch him in the back of the head. Right, you're not just fighting yeah, them you, with other pals. You you actually can physically strike them with your your hands or other weapons. Mm-hmm. And it took me a short amount of time before I realized that you could construct weapons and then I was like, "Oh, this is this is great. Fuck, fuck axe, bow and arrow, let's go." Um I, I, so my first encounters with pals were uh and I was playing with a controller is running up and just punching them in a submission. Yeah. And then it was like weaken the pal before you throw a pal sphere. And I'm like, okay, I'm familiar with that mechanic. What I didn't expect is that you can beat them to death. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then you can't capture them, which also, also you can feed pals to other pals. Mm-hmm. So like you can get lamb mutton from the lamb pal, cook it, and then give it to a different lamb, and it eats it, and it makes it happy. And I'm like, this world is dark. Yeah. And the first NPC that you encounter uh, also sort of echoes that. That, that. that NPC is like, this is a horrible world. I've seen so many people die. I think, I think she said, and, this place is hell. Yeah. And then you talk to her again later, and she's like, I was dedicated to building a cemetery to my fallen friends. But when I reached a hundred gravestones, I stopped and I'm like, what is what? <laughs> like it really yeah. leans into this sort of like, um, inferred darkness of Pokemon and just puts it up front on display. And it, it's yes. fucking. Yeah. At least in Pokemon, like once you, once you make a Pokemon faint, they'd like disappear yeah. off the screen. But pals, they just lay there dead. Yeah, their corpses just ragdolled <laughs> out. And then, yeah, maybe there's some, some you know, wool and uh, meat that's strewn about their, yeah. their, where their corpse is. Yeah, it, it does make it, it just that, because that's the thing in Pokemon. I mean, there's, there's like, I guess, slowpoke tails or whatever. But it's like, yeah. you're, you're just sort of, you're not, just kind of not dealing with the meat of it all. But here it's just sort of like, the, no, these are animals. We, you know... Um, make some fight uh, on our behalf. We make some labor on our behalf, and others we kill and and eat for sustenance. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I guess it does. Kind of, it is a, a stronger comment. I guess maybe I don't know how intentionally a stronger comment on our relationship with the animal world. 
I I don't know that I'll spend more time with it. Um, I would. There are things in it that I would like to see in other Pokemon games. I would like them to expand on the Legends Arceus format, which is sort of like their Breath of the Wild format, kind of where it's you know you can throw Pokeballs without going into a battle. You could throw monster Pokemon out uh, on the field, and they could just walk around and stuff. That's that's great. All that stuff's great. I love that. If they wanted to introduce crafting, if there was a need, uh, a want for that, sure, fine. Because I, I did like, I liked building stuff. That was pretty fun. Yeah. But I, I don't think, was it the Pokemon company that re- released a statement? It was them, I believe. They were sort of like, we're looking into this, but they didn't seem like they were worried about it. Because otherwise they probably would have been like, we would have heard about that already. If it was, if they were like, going to actively be suing them or something, we they'd be it'd be happening. I think they've realized they can just put out some like chunk of sludge every year Mm -hmm. and it'll sell like gangbusters and keep making money hand over fist. Um, so I, I, yeah, that, that, that could be the reason for their just sort of laissez faire attitude towards this. Um, I'm going to read this little, I mean, there is, there, there is a pause. And we talked about this while we were playing. Mm -hmm. There is a possibility that that can change. Like Mm -hmm. in the same way that, Nobody watches Looney Tunes cartoons anymore. Nobody's like, oh, where's the next Bugs Bunny cartoon? You know, uh, there was a there was a series that was on for for a short while that everybody loved. But generally speaking, it's not an IP that people are like, oh, my God, we've got like I don't even think Space Jam 2 was a success or three, whichever one it was. It was. Two. Um, don't don't will a third so, into existence. <laughs> we don't need another one. So so there's a world where Pal World could become so successful that it sort of like overshadows and eventually uh replaces Pokemon. I don't think that's going to happen, but there is like a version of this where it's like kids could play a better version of Pokemon with more options and building and crafting and and you know multiplayer servers and all that shit. Yeah. And then they would go back to that stripped down experience on a switch and be like, I don't like this. Yeah, 100 percent. I I think there's a chance that anyone born after 2000, like all they know of Bugs Bunny is the Lord help me. It's but it's time to go back to the old me meme. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at a certain, for there was a point where Bugs Bunny was like as big as Mickey Mouse was like this right. huge icon. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to read, I want to end my thoughts just by reading this little bit from a Forbes piece, which I thought was, uh, I don't know, I think kind of just captured what a lot of, of, of people are thinking. Uh, this is the title is the Pokemon game I've wanted since 1999. I'm not especially sure how to review Pal World in the traditional sense, given that it's an early access game with no development end date in sight and very aspects are very clearly unfinished. And yet it's one of the most fun games I've played in the last year, which yes, includes all of 2023's bangers. The game has gone from the meme of Pokemon with guns to genuinely being the type of Pokemon game I've wanted to see out of Nintendo for 25 years and have never gotten. Wow. I mean... That's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how long can you want something before you like just give up? Yeah. Uh, but it is interesting. I think people do want it, and pe- they, obviously people are playing it. So it is like something that there's a demand for. So if, if there is a lesson to be learned from this, it would be it would be really funny if this game that's being accused of stealing Pokemon, if yeah. Pokemon just like we're just gonna steal, we're just gonna do that, we'll just do what they did, and we'll, <laughs> and we'll, and we'll, but we'll do it. Uh, that'd be that's 
you know, probably the more likely thing to to have happen, I think. Uh, I, w- I was here a little early and Marty uh, from HeadGum act, like, came up to me as like, all right, Nick, what's the deal with Pal World? <laughs> like, I, it's like, I think it's enough in the zeitgeist where yeah. people are just like, what is this and He thing? like grabbed you by your shirt collar yeah. and pushed <laughs> you up against the wall, right? <laughs> You're still a new fish here. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me what Pal World is. Out one the door. Knee out, had you bent over it, spanking you. <laughs> Tell me about Pal World. Rochelle, have you messed around with Pal World? Um, I watched a playthrough. Yeah. Um, before this episode. Are, you're you're a Pokemon fan, yeah? Casual. Casual. What yeah. uh, did you have any thoughts? It looked fun. Yeah. I I do like those building games though, so I feel like I would be into it. What's your favorite of the genre? Um, I've been really enjoying Lego Fortnite. <laughs> Okay, so wow, that's, there you go. I was I I did get in there a little bit. I but I like the way the Le- I like I like the way Lego sounds. They're like yeah. you were talking about sounds a little bit earlier. All the Lego game sounds are really they good. are they are good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so like some of the good. best sounds in the in games. Unbelievable. All right, all right I'm gonna play like <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I think you it. you might like it. It's exactly, really good. Heather, your mom liked it, right? Your mom was playing it. My my mom plays Lego Fortnite so much that she is on. On Fortnite, she is a higher level than me. Wow. Because your your account levels are sort of like universal. Yeah. So if you play Lego Fortnite all the time, like she's like, I think close to level 200 or some shit <laughs> from playing fucking Lego Fortnite. And I play Battle Royale and the racing game, uh, Rocket Racing. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and I'm level like 104. Wow. Like it's, it, 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 for people who like that experience, it's a very good version of that experience. And I, I agree. I think Nick would love it. Okay, great. I'm going to do it. I'll report back. Um, shall we do a segment? Let's do a segment. Segment. I don't know what to call this, but I have a I have a placeholder name here, and we'll see what we think about it. Yeah, Matt has a new segment, and Heather and I don't know what it is. And anytime this happens, I'm always terrified. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is, this one is like more. This one's normal. Okay, I think this is a normal one. I'm going to say the name of video of a video game, and you're going to tell me if it's a real video game or a made up video game from TV, movies, or games within games. Oh, that's fun. This segment is called so real, real or fake. It's just called real or fake. That's what I came up with. Okay. okay, I don't great. have a better name than that. All right. Well, that can, that can be kind of just like the maybe the idea that gets us the idea. Yeah, I, I, that's what that's what I said. I was yeah. like, I don't. I, we don't have to call it that. I was more focused on making sure that the concept of the game was normal, like fictional or fictional fictional. <laughs> yeah, maybe fictional or fictional fictional is better than real or fake. <laughs> like a nested fictional. It's something fictional within a with yeah. work of fiction. So these are either real games, yes, or fake games from TV movies or games with the games. So here we go. The first game. Tongue of the Fat Man. Uh, Weiger. I'm gonna... I I think this might be a real like weird 3DO game or something. Heather, do you want to... Well, that's not fun. Do you want to... Fake. You want to say fake? We can, but we can both. If we both guess for, then we can like you know, if we both get the same thing and we're both right, we can get a point or whatever. That's true. Okay, so it is a real game. It was for the Commodore sixty four DOS and the Mega Drive. Came out in uh, nineteen eighty nine. Tongue of the Tongue of the Fat Man. Do you have any context for what the gameplay was? Um, no, I'm gonna look it up. I do not. I do not. So Nick has a point. I'll get that there on the board. Um, 
It's a great title. Yeah. I wonder if it was a text adventure. Oh, I wonder. That is interesting. Um, I'll let you look that up before I move on to the next one. No, you can keep going. I'll, okay. I'll just I'll give an update. The next game on my list here, Beatman. 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 Uh, I'll guess that's that's from a work of fiction. I'll guess that's from a movie or TV. I'm show. gonna guess real. Okay, Nick is again correct. Nick, for an extra point, would you like to guess what it's from? Beatman. Um, Rugrats. It's not from Rugrats. It's from American Dad from the episode Stand Time. On Family Guy, they're often playing real video games is the thing. Yeah. But it's interesting they fictionalize an American Dad. I know. I want, I'm sure, but I, I can guarantee you. Have you ever seen the, the, the double dribble bit on Family Guy? No. Man, it's so funny. <laughs> it's just like Peter's playing a double dribble. And like, all right. Uh, I think he's playing against Quagmire and Quagmire's like, you're you're not gonna use you're not gonna use the bug to score every time, are you? He's like, no, of course not. I'll play it straight up. And then there's like a bug in the game where if you run to the corner and shoot a corner three, like it goes in every time, <laughs> just so you hit it at a certain angle, just like an automatic, like a hundred percent field goal percentage. <laughs> and so Peter just going like, no, I'm just gonna play it normally. Corner three. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Peter is so funny. Yeah. He's so good. This next here's the next one. I have killed Peter Griffin so many times. <laughs> Jeez, Lois, this is the worst in that time I got killed by Heather Ann Campbell in Fortnite. Tongue of the Fat Man was a fighting game. Oh. Can you believe that? Wow. Never would have guessed that that's what it was. So yeah, so I guess kind of like a clay fighter, sort of like a tongue-in-cheek, tongue-in-cheek, sort of like a, you know, you. cheeky sort of fighting game. Um, all right, here's the, here's the next title. Looks like shit. Sorry, keep going. Spanky's Quest. Spanky's Quest. Fake. Yeah, I, this feels fake. It's real. And it's from the Super Nintendo. It re released in 1991. This is one of those things that I've noticed about Matt's guessing games is that I can often finish them with zero points, which is statistically unlikely. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, 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 they're a challenge. Uh, Spanky was a little... Uh, Hansei Zaru, Jirokun no Daibokun. Uh, literally, literal translation is Monkey Reflections, but they localized it as Spanky's Quest. Here's the next title. So it's a little ape kid running around. A little ape kid. Yeah. Uh, and Nintendo was like, um, sweetie, we have one of those. <laughs> and his name's Diddy Kong. <laughs> Put Spanky away. This next one, if it moves, shoot it. Uh, well, I know this is a book. I'm going to say this is a fake game. What do you think, Heather? If it moves, shoot it. <sighs> real. It is real, and it wow. was for the Amiga. Hey! Heather's on the board. Still anyone's game. Is it? Uh, Nick has two points, and you have one. There's a, I, I still have a few more here. If it moves, shoot it a All shmup. Right. Yeah. Uh, shoot him up for Amiga. Some of these Amiga games looked amazing. It just had this really cool palette. This uh, here's a, here's another title, Burger Boss. Ah, uh, God, I keep saying fake, but I think this one is fake. Real. Nick is correct. Burger Boss is from an episode of Bob's Burgers titled Burger Boss. <laughs> mm, all right uh here's another one goblin city <laughs> fake 
<laughs> um, I'm going to say real. Heather is correct. Goblin City is from an episode of Yu Yu Hakushu, episode 81, Let the Games Begin. Wow. Look, look, look at how cool this looks. If it moves, shoot it. That does, that looks amazing. Yeah, that's really rad. Ooh. Last one. We could either tie it up or Nick can win. Attack of the Mutant Camels. Uh, um, I'll, I'll guess real. So I have to guess fake strategically because there's no, if we both get it right, then I, I still lose. Right. But if I get it right, then we can tie mm -hmm. and I can go home with my pride. Yeah. So I'm going to say fake. It is real. It released for the Atari in 1983. Nick is our winner. Wow. What was it called again? What are the Attack of the Camel? Attack of the Mutant Camel. Attack of the Mutant Camel. I got to see what this looks like. Can you imagine a freakier looking camel? Those things look already insane. That's right. They're big humps, smoking cigarettes. Um, this game looks like shit. <laughs> this is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, what, what did we land on? It was fiction or fiction fiction? Okay, there was, a, there was an Atari 8-bit for the 8-bit computer uh, that was, that looked a little bit better. Had like some, like, I don't know if that's some early parallax or something like that, oh. but it kind of looks, it has a little bit more, it's still it's still crude, but it looks a little bit better than the Atari twenty six hundred version. Um, I guess it was on Commodore sixty four too. Well, damn. And either way, it looks like the gameplay is you are a camel and you walk from left to right. And it like, <laughs> costs sixty dollars. Huh. The original Enjoy. Strand game. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh well, that was that that was that was real or fake or. Fiction or fiction fiction. We'll come up with a title. <laughs> that's a great segment. We should do that again. It, that was a lot of fun. Kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's this week's Get Played. Our producer is Rochelle Chen. Yard underscore underscore Sard on social media. Our music is by Ben Prunty, benpruntymusic.com. Our art is by Duck Brigade Design, duckbrigade.com. Also, check out our paywalled show, Get Animated, where we continue through the Netflix series Pluto. We're watching Pluto. On Netflix. I'm just echoing what you said, but normally you throw to me on, on, on that, so I felt like I, I had to say something. No, I thought the way, I thought, we're, I thought maybe it would be kind of organic, like I'd just say it and you could chime in, but yeah, maybe I should have teased you. Well, how about this? Yeah. How about I'll tell our listeners, you know, we, we're covering one episode. These are, these are very thick episodes, so they are about an hour long each, so we're covering one episode per episode of Get Animated, and you can find Get Animated up on our Patreon which is uh, patreon.com slash get played. And that's also where you can find our entire back catalog of pre-headgum uh, get played episodes. So you get both those things either individually or as a bundle, patreon.com slash get played. And guys, I think this week we got palled. We did hey! get palled. That was nice. Hey, thanks. Punch! <laughs> Punch! <laughs> Punch! Ow! ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>